Hey, welcome to the Blood, Sweat and Ears podcast. I'm your host, Phil Bashful. Today I have Jim Andres here with me. He's a drummer, a drum tech, playback tech, take you tech and a stage manager. Jim has three main productions he's currently working on, Level 42, Alfie Bow and Ball and Bow. Jim has also jumped on one-nighters with the Manic Street Preachers and Bullet for My Valentine. Here we go. So, broadly speaking, what do each of these roles kind of entail? I'm guessing because you're a drummer, you kind of started yeah. with drum teching? Yeah, that's, I guess that's um, outside of <clears throat> actually playing the drums. That's that's what I started with as you know, being a um, road crew member. I, I was in this studio with a guy called Pete Ray Biggin, who's the drummer for Level 42. Cool. And he asked me sort of over the years, do you want to, do you want to tech for me? To which I said, fuck no, because his kit's massive. And yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really <laughs> want to do that. Um, and then, yeah, the position sort of opened up because they got rid of their drum tech and I, I just, I just went for it. And yeah, so that's, that's the, that was sort of my in into that sort of world with, with level 42. It was literally just not, not a foot in, but you kind of built up a rapport with the, yeah. with the artist. And then he, I suppose that's basically what it's about as long as you kind of turn up on time and yeah, which funnily enough, my, my very first, uh, <laughs> my very first gig, um, I, I was late to the airport. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still. But doing I'm still. The gig. I'm still there. Yeah, yeah it's, wow. It's, it's my charisma, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Love Forty Two, you do drum, drum tech. Do you do any playback on that gig at all, or anything else, or is it literally just? I don't. So, so you, they, that's that's a nice one because it's just yeah, one one job. Yeah, I'm 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 the drum tech. They they do use playback on about <clears throat> probably about ninety percent of the songs, something like that. But it's all Mark King. He just he programs it all. He, he sort of it's right. all self-contained. He doesn't doesn't you've got, need someone else to. You got nothing dabble. to do with that. Nothing at all. That, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, I do, so with with Level Forty Two, the last two tours, I've actually stage managed as well. I wish I hadn't said yes to because it it kind of it makes your day about twice as long. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, I uh, I know stage manager yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've I've done quite a lot of that. Yeah, and, I have you. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. Insane. Yeah, and you have to kind of get your shouty hat on. That's it, yeah, yeah. And uh, just learn not to sleep much. <laughs> yeah. First in, last out. Of course, of uh, course. But it's uh, it's all money in the bank. Exactly, yeah. It's all money in the bank. So the Alfie Bow thing, we, mm. we kind of, when I saw you a couple of weeks ago, we briefly touched on Alfie Bow because I don't know who he is. I did look him up. I, I, I didn't think you, you would. It's, yeah, it's not really my... <laughs> my mo but yeah he's like he's kind of a big deal in his scene yeah he was the jean valjean the the first one in um les mis yeah that's pretty powerful yeah, he originated the, the part i believe didn't know did he i think he might have I'm not sure I, I might be talking crap i haven't Sorry seen les mis i'm a bit of a uh, yeah i a haven't <laughs> bit of a musical theater noob really i try and avoid it having worked on hundreds of amdram shows so. oh right yeah oh. eight years in a in a council venue, so that'll do that to you. Yeah, that that'll put you off. <clears throat> that'll yeah make yeah, you not go to the West End ever again. What does that? What what's that gig? What is that gig? So so for for Alfie, I I I'm not a drum tech on that gig. I look after the playback and his auto cue, which sounds terribly boring, but it's actually quite involved because um. Uh, so the the playback side we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. But that so once that's set up, the the MD just presses a button and and that just sort of takes care of itself. But with the auto cue stuff, it it's sort of full on because I run it live. It's not automated. It's not synced to anything. Oh, so you've got like a backwards and a forwards type. It's basically a text scroller. Oh shit! That's basically what it, I just stop and start a text scroller, and you have to listen to the whole thing the whole time. You know to, all the words? Uh, no, funnily enough, I still don't know any of them. <laughs> Is it that thing where it's like your your brain's like nah? I think I'm trying actively not to. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not committing this to to, to what brain space I've left. No, exactly. Yeah. No, it it yeah. So it's it's not you know terribly hard, especially if you're you know a musician of any capacity. Yeah. Because you kind of have to be a bit musical to sort of anticipate you know the lyrics that are coming up and all that. So that's that's sort of full on. Um, but yeah, it's. It's good fun. It's a really, um, it's a really fun gig to be on. Great crew, amazing band, and and Alfie's he's lovely to work for as well. That's great. It's yeah, good. A good guy. It's good to be 
be around good people. I've done, I did some, what did I sell merch on a gig? Yeah. Oh God, it must've been mid 2000s. It was a proper like ladder climbing exercise where everyone was like, LX2 was trying to get LX1's job and it was all that. Yeah. Oh man. And I, I, did, I think I did 40 dates of that and I just... Who was the artist? It was with Elaine Page. I kind of just stopped doing music and then I was like, I need some work. And it was pretty good dollar. I did did that gig and I was like, nah. Because <laughs> it was so toxic. It was so toxic. And I, you do get them. But yeah. if you're on a goodie. Was it quite a young crew? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, they're all sort of hungry and. and definitely. Just, just wanna, yeah, like you said, just climb climb that ladder get up the ladder tread on people yeah bit of a kind of yuppie approach you know gotta say with with someone like Alfie Bo or, or the, you know Ball and Bo both of them together the crew are generally on the uh, let's say more experienced side right and there, there's none of that not that I saw so it's everyone it's just a really positive attitude everyone's sort of um, quite reliant on each other to that, that everyone does their jobs and um, yeah, it's really fun to be on that sort of a in, in, working in that sort of dynamic. Yeah, like team vibes rather than than what's it called a uh, battle royale. Yeah, of. battle royale. It's <laughs> definitely the gig I did. Yeah. So in regards to the queuing, I've only ever seen one auto queue because mm. I did a little bit of install for like corporate stuff back in the day. It was, yeah. it was literally just like a computer monitor, a TV built into like a wooden box on an angle on the piss and then a vga <laughs> cable going around is, is that that's exactly what i do wow. for a living so, so it's they so haven't funny built anything better yet it, no it's it's still still the same old shit it, it's so funny I, I never thought i'd be talking about running auto key on a pod, podcast <laughs> <laughs> when, when i started out playing drums but um <laughs> yeah that, that's man that's that's all it is it's just i've just got my laptop just got a it just goes through you know a couple of converters through an SDI, is that what it is? SDI cable. Yeah, probably what they're using there. Run that to stage and that's it. And then you've got a couple of repeaters. You know, you've got, I think, yeah, they've got three three monitors on stage. Okay. So that's all it is. It just goes into like one of those fake wedges. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know if it's cool. It's... I. I, (laughs) Okay, maybe it's not cool. You know. But it... It it, is. It's a thing. And... If you're good at it, because quite a lot of people use that stuff. Yeah, you know it's, what, with, with auto it's sort of, it's a bit like, I, don't, I wouldn't know because I haven't done it, but it, apparently it's a bit like crack. It's just one, once you're reliant on it, you just, yeah. You I, just, even if you're, if you're not actively using it all the time, you just sort of need it. Or you think kind of you comfort blanket. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also I suppose it's slightly more specialist because the people, are the kind of people I've, I've known in the past who have done kind of backline, Backline and monitors seems to be a job you, it's like one in, one out constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's because, a lot of that, yeah. But from what I gather, like auto cue stuff and playback seems to be a bit more of a solid and because you're there on the install and they're a little bit more dependent and there's a bit more rapport. There is, yeah. Actually, the the first day of rehearsals with Ball and Bow, the, the first thing Michael Ball said to me when he when he met me was, ah, you're 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 the guy. You're the most important guy on this gig, because he, he says he, I don't know whether he was joking, but he, he you know he says without it without it there is no show. He just he relies on it a lot. Whether just you know for that sort of yeah. safety blanket. But it's good to um, like be a cornerstone. Or, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And you I know, like the feeling, as, yeah. As you say, those gigs they pay, they're comfy, and I guess because as you say, the guys are um, slightly more experienced age-wise so they're not going to be in a splitter or a sprinter no, driving down yeah. the, down the m25 at four in the morning that's not that's not the vibe is it it's it's not i guess in that respect i've been quite lucky that i've sort of with level 42 as well you know i, I sort of i didn't have to do the you know the toilet gigs yeah i didn't you know sort of like, like you were saying earlier climb the ladder i was yeah i'm a bit spoiled like that it's just because I, I knew someone who knows someone who knows someone so so I sort of started at a fairly high level, I suppose. Yeah, so, a decent level. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit more comfortable. Yeah, you were saying earlier about like a sleeper bus versus splitter mm. sort of tour. 
I've never, I, I have to admit at this stage, I've never done a split of bus tour. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've done, like, you know, one-off gigs, but I've never toured in a split of bus. Yeah. So, um, I, I did a lot in my 20s in a split, but we would, yeah. once again, we were lucky. <clears> we have my, my kind of band that I was playing in, we had management. So there was a little bit of money. We had a nice van, um, which did make a difference. We had like air mattresses, so we'd either stay somewhere. Ooh, luxury. Yeah, it was proper luxury. Yeah, yeah. But the thing was, I bought one before everyone else. They took the mick out of me. Then everyone's yeah, got them, yeah. and I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm just early to the party, guys. But yeah, so we, we were quite lucky. We'd we'd do hotels, and then you know, if you're in Europe, they've mainly got places to stay, like mm. Netherlands, Germany, Spain. They, yeah. but yeah, it can be. I did some front of house only a couple of years ago, and that was split of stuff, and then yeah. you you forget how dank it can be. Grueling, like isn't it? Van wheels like blowing out on the really? motorway. All that stuff. All that just oh. just all that kind of nightmare yeah. stuff. And uh that's but that's the reality of it. And it and it just got worse as well, actually, really, didn't it? <laughs> uh not you know, with Brexit uh and COVID. Have you done lots of Europe with these these guys you go out with? So with level forty two we we were sort of I, I think that's what they kept saying anyway. Um, among the sort of first bands that started going out post COVID, post lockdown, it, it wasn't just COVID, um, was mm. it? It was Brexit as well. So it was, yeah, this, so that, it was this compound, like a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, it was a perfect storm of just shit. Um, it, yeah, it's definitely affected um, both COVID and Brexit. Have both uh, affected touring, especially into Europe, a lot. I remember going out when was it was it 20 would have been 21 right that, that, yeah that we that we toured around about october is usually when we, when we go out and it was tough man it, it was it was you know there were a lot of covid protocols going on where we were testing every day right we were all wearing masks all the time and that sort of went out the window every now and then as well um and i, I got covid really early on in the tour i, I think about a week in it was that time when you when you saw that positive on the test, you just you start panicking. Yeah. Th- these days, it's just like okay, I'll better I'll, sort of not see anyone for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, I remember just showing the tour manager, and, and he, <laughs> he just sort of went a bit pale because um, oh, he didn't know what to do. Um, and they just yeah, sort of made up the rules every day because you had to because there there wasn't any standards or way of doing things. Yeah, and there was a the yeah. guy I know who plays horns. Uh, up in the West End, he was on a show, and yeah, the COVID protocols were all over the place. The company weren't being very forthright with upholding the protocols, and I think a lot of promoters and people played on the fact that musos have been locked indoors, so they're going to take whatever they can get. So they weren't giving anybody any guarantees. So they turned out for the rehearsals, and they didn't even know if the gig was going to go ahead, and that 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 was up to the musos if they took that really, so that was right. like the covid thing which was really dark but then obviously we come out of that and you're going to europe and then you got a car name to deal with that's which, what that's that was the next thing i was going to say yeah i remember doing one of them when i was like 23 and we did a gig in switzerland and we were yeah. like it was really irritating because they won all the cereals so yeah. we had all our guitar pedals um like uh cable tied down oh. to our pedal board so you're there like with the snips cutting everything off yeah, taking apart. everything oh, apart no. everything that's awful <laughs> yeah it was gross and so we did that and then they get a bit funny with you as you go go yeah. in but now that's just across the board that's standard it, to be honest if you're not the person actually going in and doing the carne on on the border it's not the worst thing you just fill out a list with with your equipment it's all right you know and i i sort of went with the person who was doing it as well it's, again it's it's not. It's just a bit of bookkeeping, isn't it? It's annoying yeah. and it's it's unnecessary and it just adds hours to your to your journey. Yeah, and I, I guess now because but, it's more common mm. that the, they probably streamlined it because we found there was a lot of back and forward. Like no, they we haven't. Would, we oh, because we would, we kept doing it wrong, and they were like, right. "No, do that." Yeah. And then we were like, oh. "So we had to do a, a. We were doing a um fly show. We had you know our, I don't know twelve bits of fly pack gear that all had to go through carne when you. I think it's after no no before you check in you do that don't you obviously yeah 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 so you have to go to the to the uh, what is it um, 
What's the place called? Uh, the check-in check-in desk. No, the, oh, where you um the bulk bulk. I can't remember what it's called. It's where you take the large the large thing. bits. It's, it's, no, it's where you do the the, the carne bit. Um, the um, what's it? The export thingy um, border whatever. I don't that thing. <laughs> That place. You know, I'm a professional, so I know these things. That place I go uh, to to drop the stuff off with the yeah, man. With the man, with, yeah. Or woman. Or the woman. Um, person. Yeah, so you, you go to that thing, that, that place, um, and there's just a phone. There's no there's no one there. There's just a phone on the wall. And it Is says, it red? Yeah, like, yeah, red. Like or, the, the old Batman phone. Yeah, exactly. It's got, yeah, exactly. And it just says, dial this number. So you dial the number, and then there's a, a really arsy person on the other end. Um, and this, and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm in a different terminal. I'll, I'll be there in about 45 minutes. Wicked. So they have one person in, in the entire airport dealing with this. So That's, you have to, <laughs> going from terminal to terminal, obviously he's going to be a bit pissed off. He's not going to have the best day, is he? It's not the best job. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so we had to wait for this dude to come and tell us that we did everything wrong and then sign it off anyway and then off we go. It's just ridiculous. See, like <laughs> flying stuff is gross. Anyway, I did I did a thing in Copenhagen. I did a video gig at yeah. the jazz cafe there, and I was uh, it was for a Nike live stream thing. It was wicked, wicked show. But I just remember we had like a soundboard, some camera stuff. We didn't have a lot, but they just make it kind of hard, <laughs> even for the small amount. And so now there's even more fuckery because yeah. you've got that guy who's like, "Yeah, I'll be there later, bro. I'm not in a rush." Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, another experience we had with Kane going to. This has got nothing to do with Brexit, to be fair, but going to Brazil. Oh, Brazil! And this was this was okay. the, the one the one gig that I did with with Bullet for my Valentine, which was really fun. A, a great, really young crew, actually, like super profesh, great, great guys. So we get there, and obviously we had to do a Kane. Only there, they they don't do a carne anymore they do their own thing now they've stopped doing that particular format they they do i don't know what it's called i don't know i didn't really have much to do with it other than the fact that i had to wait there for four hours this is i think we got there two in the morning or something and and we were in customs that's the one customs that's what that's the one (laughs) so we were stuck in customs for for, i kid you not four hours that's horrible just because they couldn't get their shit together. It was horrendous. The tour manager to basically transfer the entire carne list into their format on this really old computer that was just crashing all the time. And then, he, he, so he'd done that, and then they, they were just faffing around with, with it for, for hours rushing, and hours. They No, they, they asked to, to just open various random cases. Then those guys, they traveled, I think it was 30 plus flight cases uh. on, on a flight pack. <laughs> That's gross. It's insane. It was ridiculous. You just got yeah. all this shit everywhere and yeah. this old computer that's crashing that's got like Windows 95 on it. It was basically that. Uh, and it, then he kept sort of questioning things going through the carne list, <laughs> questioning serial numbers. Like, dude, why? What are we doing here? He, uh, yeah, it was It was not fun. Yeah. I, that I, part was not fun. I can imagine. But going to Brazil, uh, that must have been cool. Everything else was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a yeah. It was my first time in Brazil as well. Got to see uh you know, Mega Jesus. Um, you saw the Mega big, Jesus, yeah, Mega Jesus. Oh, cool. Saw. Was it was yeah. it as big as you it thought it would be? It was pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty Mega Jesus. Big, big guy. Was the sun setting? Was it all? It was. It was. Are you sexy? asking whether it was romantic? Yeah. I don't know. There were about a thousand other people there, so. So it wasn't didn't intimate. have as much. It wasn't as intimate. As that <laughs> no, there was no intimacy there. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, I'm glad you got yeah. to see uh, Mega Jesus. Super Christ. His whatever. arms must be really tired. <laughs> He's been holding them <laughs> up for many, yeah. many years. Many, many a year. Yeah. As we digress, we've kind of talked oh, yeah. about the cue and the kind of drum techie stuff. So the Nerd other thing, yeah, the, the other thing we haven't really covered is kind of playback, and we've actually been talking about this over yes. text this week. So this is like hottopic.com. Yeah. Mega, um, like nerd central. Yeah. So this is, this is if you're going to turn off, do it now, because we're going to talk mm. about playback rigs. Yeah. The two common ways that people were doing playback at the minute is either with solid state, like a somatic, which I think they're eight or 16 out playback. 24, yeah. Are they are they 24? Okay. Yeah. But they've gone out of business, so that's made things a bit awkward. Yeah, they're, they're really sought after still. Yeah. They're and, sort of rares, hen's teeth, very expensive. They're going for bucks. So, yeah. 
and then there's laptop playback, which is like a bit of a no-no, but it's not becoming as much of a no-no. We've all got a horror story about a laptop mm. on a stage, yeah. but I think it's getting better. So the playback, so let's go right back, back. What, although you're not doing the level 42 thing, what are they running for playback? You're going to be horrified. They, yeah. they, they're using logic. Okay. Yeah. But it's working. It, 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 mostly, yeah. AB rig or <clears> is they just Nope. They've got a backup, but it's not it's not running through a switcher. Ooh. No. So yeah, things have gone wrong in the past. Not not often, but you know, computers. And so we, we had to yeah, we just had to switch just swap it out on the fly. Right. It, the whole you know we're talking about, you know, what's a good way to implement, you know, a redundancy system where you've got yeah. an A B switcher where you know you've got basically two parallel systems running in tandem um and you can just sw switch between them if one goes down you can switch the other and that's sort of the ideal way of doing it but it kind of depends a little bit on what band what what the artist is about with someone like level 42 if the playback goes down it does it's not going to grind the show to a halt no they can jazz that out because they're, they're killer yeah they're exactly they finish the song and then they'll if they need to they'll they'll do another song that doesn't need playback while well, you know, while we fix whatever's gone wrong, so with the band like that, it's I think he's he just doesn't want to stress himself. Mark Mark King, that is, of course, well, he doesn't want to stress you, himself yeah. with all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, and he's he's very much a believer of, and I kind of like that of not. I think how did he call it? Not inviting shit into your space by putting out negative vibes or yeah, you know, yeah, totally always expecting the worst. Which I'm sort of the opposite. I I, I like to expect the worst and, and prepare for it. Yeah, but I, I guess he's... To a degree. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the same. And actually, there's something to be said for having that other attitude of just being like, well... And it's not it's not, it's not, not that you're half-arsing it or being lazy or, or not thinking about redundancy. It's just mm. a bit more, well, well, we know basically 99% of the time it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but that comes from a place of like slightly more maybe comfort where if you've like yeah. been doing shitter yeah. stuff where it's breaking like you know i was working in a council venue where everything's broken and you're like oh the base level is way lower and that's yeah. definitely a thing but no, <laughs> I, I like that i like that he's like vibing it and just going it doesn't matter yeah it's it, exactly but that's you know to qualify that bit it's it's not just that it doesn't matter it's also he knows that if that goes wrong he, he knows that it's okay it's not like it's not a, a showstopper yeah I remember his um his his tech actually having a chat with him about his pedal board because he's got this you know like quite a big pedal board yeah, where a lot of a lot of the sound comes from, but at the same time, if that went down, you just cut the pedal board out of the out of the equation and he'd still be Mark King. He's Mark it was still King sound and he's sick, yeah, amazing. And yeah, his his tech was trying to make the case for having a replica of of the, the board, and that's when he was sort of talking about you know what, nah, it's okay. If something happens, just, you know, take it out of the equation. We'll fix it for the next show. And that's that. Done. I like that. Cool. Yeah. That's Fair a enough. really like just nice ethos just to like run, yeah. run a gig on as well. Just be yeah. like, well, yeah, we're not reliant on any of these things. Yeah. He's reliant on his like headspace and his muscle yeah. memory and being a, an awesome player. So Exactly. Yeah. Obviously from a tech's point of view, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where that, your job is to keep everything running 100% all the time. It's a little bit sort of hair raising, but it's also good to know that you know th this comes from the boss. If he's if he's okay with that, yeah, um, and and you know that it's not going to stop the show. Cool, it's all that's that's all good. I really like that. Yeah. So the ball, <clears throat> uh, ball and bow thing, or right. Alfie bow. What what what? Because you've been updating this, or you're in the yeah, process, so, aren't you? So when I toured with them last, it wasn't my rig. It was it was hired in, and it was it was the cymatic rig so you were talking cymatics. about. Yeah, two cymatics are running in sync. Um, one as a backup, one as a main unit, and they and they were using sixteen channels. So we were using two switches because these switches. There's only really two companies that make them: Radial and Orchid Electronics. Yeah. They only come at like the maximum you can get is eight channels in one unit. So yeah, we were running two of those. So I never had to run the backup. Those no. those cymatics yeah. are, are really rock solid. So there's two different versions of them as well. There's that sort of tabletop one. Yeah, that's the, a pain in the bum. I've heard bad things about it. 
that is quite temperamental. It can be quite temperamental. It can sort of it, go wrong. I built an ears rig for a death metal band and I had to mount it because they had like a, a le- I think it was an 11 or 16, no, 16U. One of those like old mixer cases, you know, where you've got some real estate. Was that and, the, the Bender Man? Yeah, it was the Bender Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and I remember that thing. Yeah. I had to get a, a blanking panel and drill it Oh. Because it's got obviously it's got no memory in it, so you, everything has to run like off a USB stick. That's right, yeah, yeah. But you put that in the front, and then it's <gasps> it's jutting out like three inches, yeah. and then you've got the cable coming out the back. Yeah. So there's lots of oh, there's too many moving parts janky that could get, <laughs> could get broken. Yeah. So I I kind of mounted it in the middle of this panel, so there was enough strain on the cable and the USB. Oh right. Yeah. Once it was going, it was great, but the screen on it's really hard to see and. I just think that I don't know why they made them that shape because it's the most impractical thing. Well, they, they, they're not making them anymore. It's it's weird. Yeah, I, I think that was like the, was that the first iteration or something? Yeah, that was the first one. And that is old, man. That came out yeah. like 10 years ago, at least. Right. At least. So, and then the rack one was the ones you had, which are DB24. Yeah, the D sub connects at the back. Yeah. Which I really like them, to be honest. Yeah. You just have to, obviously they're not the most robust connector in the world, but they're just so convenient. I remember that the rig for Ball and Bowie, it came in, it came in two separate cases, which surprised me a bit. So it, it had the cymatics in one and the switches in another. And the idea was to connect them up every time you build the rig. So every, every, every time you get into a venue. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah. With, with those D subs, as much as I like them, they're not made to be taken out no, and put in. And, yeah, studio exactly. I, I just ended up putting them all in a for you unit and just left it, you know, didn't touch it. And it, it was, it was no problem at all. Yeah. I wouldn't really want to be disconnecting that stuff every night. Um, no, especially either. yeah, those, um, the mounting spacer screws on the yeah. unit that you screw the tiny you know, the, little, they come off as well. If you lose those, you know, at the end of a gig when everything's dark and it's just a bit yeah that's not a place where you want to be yeah. it's kind of pretty anxiety inducing the only yeah. <laughs> yeah. any downside with those cymatics from what i gather mm. um one of my mates was doing a festival and the band had the rig on stage and the crowd is quite a big band i can't remember they're like similar to bullet kind of vibe and someone got up on stage like crowd invasion and everyone's dancing and someone knocked the uh the playback oh and no that just caused mary hell <laughs> so then they were like well how do we put saying over the front of the button kind of thing or someone knocked the the plate or the yeah, stop button yeah i think they stopped it oh, yeah, or no. maybe, yeah so the gig just got a little bit mashed up oh, no. yeah it was a bit of a that's nightmare awful. that's that would be like that would be my absolute nightmare so when when you have the luxury of a playback tech when it's not the drummer let's say looking after it or which the, keyboard, the standard yeah yeah which is yeah exactly I've just got the thing sitting next to me, side of stage. You know, it's, it's nowhere near yeah. anyone who's moving, basically. Which is obviously, uh, I, I think it's, it's the best way of doing it. If you, yeah, if you can afford to do it that way. And then I just run a foot pedal, foot switch to the MD. Right. And they, they can just start it. And you've got that set up because those somatics, they do auto-cue. So I play to the end of the track, stop and cue up the next track. Exactly. So you, what, you, what you can do is you... You basically load up all the the multi-track songs onto the USB stick, and then you you upload a playlist or set list. Yeah, playlist and each stems are in different folders, aren't they? From what I gather, that's it. Yeah, it. So it's you use a, a bit of software called Utool, which is quite funny. Utool, Utool. So within that software, you prepare all the multi-tracks. Right. So um, it puts it into its own little format. You you basically in in that um, in that software you prepare all the multi tracks all the songs that you're ever going to use and then you create all the play- playlists so, so set lists that you might use and then all, all you do is you say okay I want to use this and this and this and this set list and then it just uploads or downloads rather all the the tracks and whatever it needs onto the USB stick so, so it's quite it's quite them. a smart bit of kit um, <clears throat> and then all you do is you stick the USB stick into the cymatic, select your playlist, and then it loads up the, you know, you call it a chain, wouldn't you? A chain yeah, of songs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then I've got the the pedal set up so that the MD can only start the track. You can't stop it. 
if it needs to be stopped, I need you need to give me a signal, or whatever, like crossing yeah, arms. Yeah. Um, so <clears> I stop it. So you can't. You know what it's like when you're on stage, you trigger a, a song, did and I then it? yeah, did, <laughs> did that trigger, and then you press it again, and then you you stop it or pause it, and it just all becomes a big mess. And that's quite a, a relief for them. I always make sure that the MD knows that or you can't do anything wrong as soon as you press the pedal. It starts the song, no, and happened. then nothing else. You can't do anything else until the song has come to that. I stopped and then it automatically queues up the next one. Question. Mm. And because I've, I've built a couple of rigs with somatics, but I haven't actually used one live right. or I haven't teched on one. So I, I used one of the first kind of solid state boxes back in the day made by American audio. It was only a two track, but right. I used to use it for exactly the same thing as so your track on one side and click on the other. Yeah. But that had a lot of, um, stuff for like dance because it was basically for a like dance studio or you know a venue playback where it's being zoned and it had this really annoying but clever function and i wonder i was just wondering if that was the case with somatic so and they used to do it on cd players there'd be a half second fade in at the start to stop speakers getting blown up right so obviously when you're running with a click beat one is quiet as hell so i did a whole show and it was like a two-hour show and i had to go in on the click and oh no make the first (laughs) click like really loud on each one and that took quite a quite a long time so could you not have just added a bit of silence at the at the beginning of the track yeah i could have done that but in the panic of it all, I should have just moved it along a little bit. Yeah, that's what. That's what I mean. Just but I yeah. no, I, my brain at the point when it because it it was to hap- counteract the it was happening. <laughs> it was it was on the fly, and I'm like, right, what's the quickest way of me yeah. fixing this? Make it louder because then yeah. that'll yeah. But that's what I should have done. But right. in, in like you know reflection, but at the time I was like, but the, the reason I ask is there's, there's there's an argument to be made against that as well because it's quite. It's funny because the guy I, I took over from the, for the the playback gig, he he'd never used the cymatics and he was quite excited about it. and And he asked he asked me sort of a couple of days into the tour, are they are they all running all right? And is it all going? Yes, yeah, all they're they're really reliable. And he said, but and how do they how do they feel? Which I thought at first I thought that's, that's a weird question, no, but I, but I you know I I I, I clock what he meant really quickly. Yeah, that you know obviously how are they like pro do they are they like proper pro gear do they feel yeah. solid and also when you start the click is it is it a bit janky is it always a bit you know does it are you having to press delay the buttons twice or, or yeah yeah and so it, they're really solid and i think for an md or anyone who starts the click it's nice to have that feeling of you press the pedal and immediately you get that yeah that, there's a that. there's a kind of reaction thing and i think yeah. i think probably the reason why i didn't add silence is because then it would have put it all off the grid Right, 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 right. Yeah. That may that may have been my my, but not that that matters. But you're still you're still aware of your cutting tracks, so you don't want to be yeah. moving because then you're doing that in the project where it's on the grid. So I don't know. But then a bar, sorry, a beat on the front. I don't know. I can't really remember. This was a long time ago. But that's interesting. That yeah, you can fire that off, and it all seems to be fairly legit. But you were talking because yeah. we were talking about um, a U control or. I did write it down. What was it called? A U control or um, similar, which is basically uh, a box that links to laptops because we were talking about switches. Oh, right. And- I was thinking about this on, on the way over. There's a, <laughs> So the, these boxes that we're talking about, the, the Orchid electronics and, and the radials, they're, they're basically analog units, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're basically DI boxes that, it, exactly, yeah. that take the line and switch it but can also switch from a to b and that can be done with a with a test tone that you can fire down test tone yeah so yeah and then if the tone is not there it'll switch to the other side yeah craps out the test tone's not there then it knows to switch exactly yeah or you can do it manually with a foot switch or with a little flick switch on the on the front of the unit and then yeah so so you need to get the um you need to get your playback into those boxes somehow you know analog so through a bunch of jacks the other way of doing it is, yeah, like you mentioned, I forget what they're called. They're, is it a U Control Twelve? U U Player U Control, U, yeah, oh, oh, which is really essentially cool. two interfaces in one box, which is amazing. So it, instead of taking, you know, getting the the multi tracks into the switcher 
via analog, it gets them via USB feed, whatever you call it, USB interface. Which is kind of a bit of a game changer. It is. And you know what? Radial do one as well. Oh, wow. I was looking at them and I was sort of just, um, you know, Googling radial AB switches. And I was just uh, just amazed at how expensive they were. And then there was one that came up that was even more expensive. I think they go for about 1,200 quid, don't they, mm. for one unit. And there was one that was close to £2,000. And I thought, what's going on here? Is that, what, what's this? And it was a, an SW, um, SW8 is what the model number is. SW8 USB. And it, so it's got the same thing as that other unit that you were talking about. It's got two USB interfaces on it. So you can connect one unit to two separate laptops. Yeah. And then you can just switch between those. And it, syncs, and it syncs them up as well. Oh, it syncs them. Yeah. Okay, because that's a bit of a that's a bit of a game changer. Because that other box, the whatever it is, the, yeah, that the U Control Twelve or U Play Twelve. I watched the video, and what the guy was doing, he was running Ableton. Then he had a separate MIDI controller, and then he'd basically mirrored his Ableton, so he was using the MIDI to fire off the projects in tandem. So then the box was literally just your redundancy switch. Right. But then the outputs, you'd only need like one eight-way DI because it uses the two interfaces yeah. are just are all yeah. kind of parallel to the eight outputs or 12 outputs, whatever it is. If the radio does everything yeah. and it can be done on Logic, it can be done on Reaper, it can be done at, on... At a price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bucks. But it's radio. I, I will say that whatever that other unit is, that I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I don't know what it's called either. Just looking at it, you know, what we were talking about earlier in terms of how does it feel, what, what's yeah. what's it like. It doesn't quite. Just looking at it, I might be completely wrong, but it doesn't instill me with that same sort of confidence. When you work with one of those radial units, they're just—I mean—they're tanks, aren't they? Yeah, they're bulletproof. Yeah. Unless you take a hammer to them, they're—they're they're not gonna. Yeah, no, they're—they're they're they're just gone forever. Yeah. That that other one, I—I I think it's not—it's not in a rack, which. Is a bit. Is it not? No, it's probably got rack ears that you can I would screw hope, on or something. I would hope so, but that that thing's quite reasonably priced. It was like yeah. six hundred quid, and so. that's that's an important consideration, isn't it? When you're trying to yeah. put this all together, because if it's you know six seven hundred quid versus five grand, this is it. And uh, and yeah. playback's expensive because it doesn't matter which way you look at it. Even if you went super like budget and you got like a eight-way Behringer DI, that's mm. still 200 pounds. Yep. Then you need two laptops. So what's the cheapest you get a decent laptop for? 400 pounds. Then you need the door. It, it's, it all adds up. It yeah. adds up. And I think the cheapest way I saw it done was with a, one of those old focus rights that used to have like, I can't remember which one it was, 16.2i or something, it had like shite loads of ins and outs on yeah. it. And that's cool, but it doesn't really fill me with... Like, I remember that. I, I think I had the same one. Was it the sapphire? Sapphire saying, the yeah, black, yeah, black one, black and blue or something. I can't, I can't remember. The one I used was red, but I can't remember. It was oh, like that was, that was the later, but I think that was the later iteration of it. Oh, yeah, the proper old school one, yeah, the firewire. <laughs> it was bad. Firewire is it dangerous because it, <laughs> fire, firewire blows components up in computers, Does it actually? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, like. They'd say you can't just pull firewire out. You're supposed to turn it's not the machine off. right? Yeah, it's not because it, it it's because it's, the way it was wired up. And I, actually, I I uh, I'd learned that the hard way. Um, yeah, and my I spent like three grand on this custom PC, and then yeah, went plugged into the studio, and it just popped it the just... the firewire card. Yeah, it was cool. Custom broken. Yeah, custom instantly broken <laughs> computer. And then I, it broke anyway. So. Let me just talk about Fireware a bit more. Because is it not just the world's shittest connector? Yeah, yeah. It's just the worst thing. Like, how can you run a whole session on like this tiny thing that just pops out? If you just look at it. It doesn't even the stay wrong way. in, yeah. Yeah. It's the, so the, 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 really, the really old ones, I think they were the 400, the bigger connectors. Yeah. They You had to really jam yeah. them in. Yeah. But then Apple made the 800. 800 yeah. And it was, as you say, it's like you look at it, it, it slid out. Floppy as <laughs> anything. <laughs> A load of shit that was. Yeah, yeah I've got a motor up there, so it's firewire. So obviously that's not getting used anymore. Motor though, oh, it's solid. Yeah, is it the eight two eight? Yeah, that one. 
I think it's an 828. Or was it an ultra? I can't remember if it's an ultralight. But yeah, I smashed all the fucking knobs off the front of it anyway because I'm an idiot. They're, they're good. They're, yeah. Their compatibility is horrendous. They've got like 10 versions of the same box and then you have to make sure you get the right one that's compatible with your version of Mac yeah. OS or whatever you're I running. Th- I think a lot of the Mac drivers were like an afterthought. PC, right. the legacy stuff's just brutal. It just okay. goes on forever. But right. then it's the other way around where you kind of think of some of the kind of more Apple-based boxes and trying to use them on PC. Yeah. Even to the point, some of those uh, UAD ones that are thun... You can get Thunderbolt in PCs now, but some of it can be a bit can be a bit weird still. So you have to kind of... Yeah, it's all just a bit higgledy-piggledy. It'd be nice if they just decided if it's Thunderbolt, if it's USB 3. Um, but these these cards, the radio thing, is that USB 3 or is it 2, do you know? I don't know. Because I suppose it doesn't really need to be that pokey because it's only throwing audio one way. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of audio interfaces, even new ones, are still USB 2, aren't they? Yeah, uh, I think some of the more ones with lower input counts, because it doesn't, I think... You some need the bandwidth, do you? Yeah, because someone explained to me, like, if you're dropping a ball down a drain pipe, it has to get to the bottom before the ball can then go back up, where Thunderbolt right, and USB 3 sense, is yeah. way... It, it's more kind of bi-directional. Okay. That's when you get that kind of jittery, weird... If you're doing playback and like going in that makes sense so i guess these things don't need to be so the buffer rate can be high on them because it doesn't matter and then with more buffer rate you're going to get more stability if you really want to get your nerd on would you should we try out these cymatic units because they're actually interfaces as well if you fancy like just seeing what you know have you got one with you i haven't got one with me now but we could yeah Yeah, i'd love to do that because they're they're 24 i think in and out yeah we should do that which strikes me as a bit. Uh, but but the thing I don't is, know if, I don't know is, if that is, even works over USB two. So not, USB two because they're for virtual sound checks, right? That's yes. that's yeah, the point I guess, of that. I guess that's the point, so yeah. the buffer rate could be like a, a, a ten twenty four because it it doesn't matter. Right, okay. So and if you're going in, you're not it, you're not monitoring that live. You're only monitoring it. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. it's not being going through that into someone's ears because it's at a gig and that's happening a lot. It's not sync critical yeah. or whatever. So you, you haven't yeah. got the latency issue like you right. have in a studio where, because, you know, you think old school studios with a console, you're going into the console and then the ears mixes are being done via the the fold back on the board. Yeah. But now it goes into the computer, then it has to go out of the computer. Yeah. And so you're not going to have, in, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to have that issue with the somatics. So yeah. that's maybe the way they can get the stability on it. But no, we should try it because I'd be really interested to... I'd, I'd like to know. Because virtual soundcheck stuff is a, is wicked. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're, they'd be great for that. I th- This is actually... Uh, There's another thing I meant to um, I meant to talk about as well, the sort of pros and cons of running either yeah. a, a solid state or like a hard disk player, if you want to call it that, like a cymatic, and then running a... a a laptop i think shoot because you know la- laptops as we've kind of discussed there's way more moving parts and yes. there's way more p- points of failure Absolutely, so yeah um because you're you're on somatics but you're looking at laptop stuff and yeah obviously is that to do with the somatic you can't really get them anymore is that because of that or is it ease of use and flexibility i think i think a bit of both so as i'm tapping more into this sort of world of playback teching or whatever you want to call it uh, I think it's just good to to be able to offer whatever fits into you know the the, the, the band's workflow. Yeah. So the, with the cymatics, the great thing about it is once it's set up, once you've got your multi-track set up, you've got your your set list playlist set up. You literally you just you know you take the covers off your flight case, you plug in the power, and that's it. Once you plug into the line system, you're good to go. You just press play, and that's it. With laptops, you have to set them up. Yeah. You have to start the session. You have to make sure all the interfaces are connected and you know all the, they're synced correctly and latency, this, that, and the other. So there's it's a bit more involved, I think, um, to, set, to set it all up. And like you said, more moving parts, more things to potentially go wrong. The big advantage of using laptops and using something like Ableton Live is that you can make changes on the fly really quickly 
if the MD says, you know what, and um, we're going to cut these two bars, or actually we'd like to have this song, can we up the tempo by by two BPM? You can just do that at the click of a button. You're good yeah. to go, right? That is huge. With the cymatics, you have to go back into your multi-track um, arrangement, make all the changes that you want to do, bounce everything again, yeah. load it back into the, <clears throat> the software, load it back into the, you know, get it ready for the cymatic, and then re-download it onto the USB stick. So this there's a bit it. more of a workflow. I can see the, the advantage of it. And actually, offer respect to you, I spoke to Merrick about this because they're going to Mexico. And nice. they've got to get their rig way smaller because they've got one of those big old 12, 16U big boy cases. Nice. And that they're not taking that with them. Um, so they're, they've got Kempers. So they're going like line six stuff to get it small. Yeah. The tiny little stomp things. Nice. Just to get to get it as small as possible, but they're not sure uh, if. On a side note, those little, well, again, that's a separate podcast in itself. But those little, um, what are they called, DI once, AMSIM yeah, pedals are so good now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. These days, insane. Yeah. Well, once we're done, I'll show so, you that uh, NAM thing on. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that you free, mentioned that the other day. That yeah. free modeler thing, it's mental. Yeah, it's insane. But it's all getting ridiculous. Um, and so they're on Kemper, but Kemper's are massive. Mm. So they're just trying to get it as small as possible. And then the discussion was, you know, Merrick was asking me about um, solid-state playback or laptop. And they, they like to move their set around a lot. And obviously they got some lights, which they probably won't be taking with them. But as soon as you're on the cymatic and you're trying to load yeah. MIDI to... DMX stuff in there yeah. it can be done I watched a video on it yeah. and after about three minutes I turned it off because I was like nope yeah that's uh, too many points of failure yeah. <laughs> I've heard some horror stories running light shows off the MIDI thing off the cymatics it, it can be done not sure that's the right way to do it to me it's a bit too much like electricity I can't see it <laughs> and I can't I don't want to touch it because it's going to hurt me and that it's like too, air yeah, <laughs> and he takes like one, like you know, one measure of saying being yeah. moved in the MIDI, and then the whole thing is fucked. Yeah, the and it's not was... repairable. Yeah, no, I know. So that's just anxiety-inducing. So the, the idea is is great. I think that the principle of it is awesome, but man, I don't know if I if I could do that. No, <laughs> if I could trust it. Now, I think if you're doing the same thing every night and it's like a set thing, I think you're going to be killing it, having a somatic. And I think if you're changing stuff up a little bit, I think maybe stick to laptop stuff. And, you know, with the laptop yeah. stuff, the other thing is to mention is really these laptops need to not go on the internet. They need to have the DAW on it. Yeah. And that's it. That's, need- that's, that's the big, that would be my big rule about, you know, having a pair of laptops. When the, when the show's done, Close those laptops, you power them off, they go back in the case and they don't come back out until you put them back on. I think with best intentions, everyone (laughs) says that and then someone's (laughs) just like doing their email and you're like, no. Yeah, because you need need them to basically just be solid playback machines. You need to treat them as such, yeah. And they need to be working in like the lowest 10% of their ability, not in the top. Yeah, you don't want to hammer. Yeah, uh, there's no driving down the motorway in third gear with this because it would just explode. Exactly. And they do go wrong. The batteries can explode. They can get, you know, they're not good in damp either. Um, so That's why you have the backup. Yeah, yeah. And you can enjoy building that. So you <laughs> were saying you just bought two um, oh, yeah. orchids. Yeah. I, I just received them this morning. Um, yeah. I, I, they're they're going to go in the rig with the two cymatics. So I've got, yeah. So I've got two of the orchids. Actually, I didn't realize I, I should have checked the listing properly, but they're slightly older versions. So one of them is actually a, it's not a, a standalone switcher, it's an extender. So I can run 16 channels, up to 16 channels. That's cool. Which is great, yeah, which is what I was after. So it will do the thing that I wanted, but I couldn't sort of, if I wanted, if I wanted to split them up right. and, and use them for different gigs or whatever, I can't do that. But yeah, they they're, they look great, really solid build. Actually, you know what, I actually called, um, I called I called John at, at Orchid just before I came here. Really nice guy. He knows what he's doing. Just ask him about, because there's not much information on the website, no. about sort of different iterations of the units. <clears throat> and he just said, yeah, it's just a slightly older older version of it. And because uh, they, they don't have the, the D-sub connectors on them, which is a shame. It is a shame. So um, it's going to be D-sub to Jack. 
These have the D sub would have been like just an absolute dream. That's what the the new ones have, and I I just they just yeah. But balance jacks, you That's know, once you plug that in, you know it's in, and as long as the case is deep enough, it doesn't matter anyway. So. Yeah, just need a bit more bit more real estate for that cable. But that that'll be sick. So you're going out with two somatics, the or the orchids and then yeah. that, that's done that that's it yeah uh that's it and then you usually after production rehearsal the the bulk of the show is pretty much set they might change things here and there right. and then it's up to me to um you know work with the md on getting the, the tracks ready and then yeah upload them on onto the onto the cymatics which usually happens 10 minutes before the show starts, so... But that's fine, because you know it can do it. <laughs> yeah, it can do it. You wouldn't want to be downloading stuff into a laptop 10 minutes before. No, um, you, you don't want to be messing with laptops 10 minutes before. Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's fail cakes. So what's your... your you're on, you've got a bit of time at home at the minute, which must be nice, because I haven't seen you for quite a few months. So what what's yeah. on the cards coming up? What's the next thing you're out on? This time of year is typically really quiet for me. There's not much going on, so I'm at home a lot annoying my wife and kids great. which is great I've got a couple of tours in the pipeline later in the year so I'm going out with Level 42 in October into November it's going to be about five five six weeks oh, about 40 odd shows quite a brutal schedule there's a couple of I think four or five shows in a row mm. which I'm not looking forward to stage managing as well you're going to love it I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna love coming home, and then before that, I'm I'm out with Alfie Bow for about I think about three or four weeks, and then I'm sort of jumping ship to the level forty two thing. Cool, and then just bits in between, just bits and pieces, lots of lots of functions. I'm out doing lots of you know corporate gigs, wedding gigs, and things like that. Playing drums. It's good to get some playing in as well. Yeah, where you can. Yeah, because that's why we started this right. Yeah. We we do forget sometimes. Don't forget. Don't we? <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> it's I, I reckon it's still with, with me. It's still roughly fifty fifty, so between playing and and teching, scrolling text, scrolling text <laughs> on a computer screen, <laughs> <Yeah>. loving it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that's great. It's good to have some some balance and some variety. Yeah. I think you go mad if you were just doing like tours. You just well, a you yeah. miss your family and. Definitely, yeah. It's it's a nice little. Um, it's nice to sort of find a bit of balance. And your wife's really musical as well, isn't she? She sings and she's a singer. Yeah, she's got her own band. She it's like pretty much a full time thing. Now. That's good because she obviously gets the mo about. Yes. Some of the later nights and such. So. I've got to say that's I'm so grateful that yeah I've got a partner who. Who underst- like you said really really understands that side of it. Because sometimes, with all the will in the world, you you just, you know, you say you're going to be home for eight o'clock or whatever, but then you know something happens. Of course, yeah. And and you just you just can't you you can't just leave. I suppose that's kind of the key ingredient, really. I'm kind of lucky as well because my wife used to be a performer, so she gets it. Right. Not that I try and do that much uh, freelance anymore, but that just makes life really stressful. If yeah. If someone hasn't come from that world. It's nice to know like someone's got your back. Yeah, and, totally. And knows what you're going through, what you're and, doing. And you can only really do this like mentally and emotionally if you've got that support because otherwise mm-hmm. it becomes quite isolating, yeah. quite lonely being being away for long periods. Massively, yeah. It, it it's I think what really helps is having a, a tour buddy when yeah. you're out on tour, having someone you know, not not someone that you're constantly, you know, bugging and constantly hanging out with, but Someone who sort of understands your your circumstances and your story and what you know what's going on with you and then vice versa. You can share a little bit when when you've got darker days or you know when it gets a bit tough. Yeah, it's just like a safe space. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so important to yeah to to create that for yourself and to provide that for for other people on tour as well. I think I'm totally there on that one. You know, I was kind of mentioning earlier. I did that kind of merch thing when I was kind of twenty five, twenty six, mm. and that like was super toxic and that was my like entry into like because I was thinking of moving into that side yeah. of production and stuff and of course I didn't because I was like I'm not fucking doing this because <laughs> everyone's like shitting on each other and that wasn't yeah. that was 
that exact opposite to that, where that could have actually been a really pleasant environment because the, right. the company had the dollars. It was a big yeah. production, and they were, you know, they were touring like a fucking Midas. Everyone was too busy, just like, like getting their chin out and just letting their ego yeah. kind of do the chat, so pursuing their own little agenda. And, yeah, and you know. I, unfortunately, you know, at the root of why everyone does music, there is that kind of slightly more kind of Jungian. Yeah dark shadow of humans come comes out but yeah we don't need to wear that on our sleeves and i suppose no. yeah, as you say these guys are, are seasoned pros they're out there doing it because they love it and yeah. they want to do it um so the vibe goes from yeah. being like ladder climbing to kind of a bit more famalam just be, be more a chill. be a cog in the machine man that's all that's that's all that's that's the best kind of tour that's actually one thing i, I really love about touring i i, I didn't think that that would suit me but i love just knowing what your day is going to be like there's surprisingly few surprises on tour it's very structured right very structured yeah, yeah especially if you're on nightliner stuff because yeah. of that element you know you basically for people that haven't kind of or don't know you basically do the gig get on the bus yeah uh go to sleep and then you wake up and you're at the next place yeah, and you, you get into the venue at your set time pretty much give yeah. or take an hour go and have a shower do your thing yeah, and there's normally food, so there'd be on the schedule. There'd be breakfast, yeah. kind of get smoothies and stuff in the morning. Then there'd be a lunch break, and it's all very, especially if there's lots of rigging. I'm guessing these these gigs aren't super light lighting. Uh, and they carry everything. Yeah. Yeah. PA lights everything. Oh, so you are touring. You're doing light rigs as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, is, they're quite cool compact. Sheet. I think for from what I hear in terms of light light rigs, they they're not the most elaborate. But you know, it's things got smaller though, man. I think yeah. when, I, when I, you know, when I've done gone and done stuff, it was all like really old school. So they're like they're carrying dimmers and yeah. proper old school tungsten stuff. Where that's just not <laughs> that's just not necessary. <laughs> Th- those are more for effect these days, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They'll have like a couple of those somewhere in the wings or whatever. Yeah, and it's mainly the weird thing with the tungsten stuff, which is mad, not to go off on lights too hard, but... Yeah, let's it, not. They, they, <laughs> the reason a lot of like lampies like tungsten is because when they, when they black them out, it's the, it's the decay. That's right. Because it's quite a, a slow release. Yeah, with, with LEDs, it's just off. They're getting better. On and off. They're they probably better. program that in now, don't they? That, that they So, yeah, the ones that are like emulating like a Fresnel or a Parkan yeah. more so, but the some of the movers are still a little bit like shutter on off. Because <laughs> yeah. the old, the old... A bit like, bah! Yeah, the old, the old Mac lights, the really massive ones, they like literally, the bulb was on the whole time. Yeah. And then it had a gate in oh, front of... Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why, like, you yeah. go into a venue and you just hear this because there's like twenty Macs up in the air and all the bulbs are on and all the fans are just like, yeah, man. I can tell you've spent some time in theatres. Yeah. <laughs> too too long. I love it. Too long. Love it. I, I don't love it, but <laughs> the lighting tech on the level forty two tour, the guy who normally does it, he's he's a lovely guy. We get on really well. He's he's one of my my tour buddies. Yeah, Lampies are all a bit broken. Um, like, I, I I mean I don't know if he's going to listen to this, so I, I shouldn't say that. I mean not that. not in broken as like they're they <laughs> I mean they're all they It's like sound guys are a certain way, and, and Lampies yeah. are definitely a certain way, and they're normally quite yeah. kind of like mathematical, yeah. kind of he's precise a, humans. There's all the DMX channels. He's a it? yeah. He's a he's a smart guy. I think sure. you have to be. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, if you want to stay alive as a lighting tech. Yeah, it's... Because yeah, you're, you're still running those dimmers. There's, the, there's no joke. The, the, the LD on, on the last tour, young kid, he must have been mid-20s, I'm going to say. He was incredible. One of those, like, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And he was just so dedicated. I think he was given a bit of a, like, a, bit of a chance, I'm going to say. I don't want to condescending to him because he's, he's amazing he probably does amazing things but the previous LD was basically fired for right. whatever reason and that they gave this kid the like a chance to have a go and he absolutely smashed it just got on so it. he was just there the, the, the first I think five shows he was just sat at his console the whole day programming sat, sat with recordings of the, of the show programming 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 and it was it was insane it was so good it's funny, as, as a tech, you know, you hardly ever get to appreciate the light show. And then someone shows you a, a clip, you know, a fan clip or whatever. 
the next day of what it looked like out front and you go oh cool so that's the that show looks killer yeah. yeah incredible yeah you i love it it's what makes the show really that's it you know <laughs> a bit a bit of haze and some moving heads it just looks massive so incredible yeah wicked i feel like we've hardly like scratch the surface i i feel like pretty much yeah we haven't really yeah this is done the problem you, could, <laughs> yeah. you just go off on a tangent and it was yeah. gone for hours and hours yeah and then we'd just be dead there's so much more i could talk about regarding cymatics well no well, one ever wants to hear <laughs> no no well once you've once you've built a new rig we're we have another catch yeah. up on it could do a video podcast yeah that'd be great yeah. i'm working on that yeah you can record it on your cymax <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really loser okay, well, all 24 tracks yeah that'd be that'd yeah. be bang do 48 tracks if you want. You need to get out more, man. I think I, think I do. <laughs> yeah. This has been the Blood, Sweat and Ears podcast. Thanks for coming in, Mate, German. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely chatting and uh, we'll yeah. get you back. Great. Look forward to it.